I shared a message. I shared a message of the truth about God's love for you, for intimately, uniquely you, how God sees you, the love that he has for you. I shared how the enemy does not want you to know the truth about God's love for you. God's love is so amazing. It's never ending. It's never changing. It doesn't matter what you do. His love remains the same. His amazing love, the way he just is, is adoring you every moment, it never changes. But we have to fight to see this love, to have revelation of this love. It's a fight. It doesn't come naturally that you see this love. Because the Bible says we are in a spiritual war. The Bible reveals how the enemy works. The, the, the Bible reveals how the enemy is a deceiver, the father of lies. So with this knowledge we have in the word, we can know how to resist the lies of the enemy and fight for this revelation that we have of God's love that we've been given, that we would maintain it that we would not lose the revelation. Amen? There are two, two things that the enemy does not want you to know. Two truths. Two truths the enemy does not want you to know. One is God's love for you, number one. Number two is what I'm going to share with you today. You will be free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. The Bible says. So the second thing the devil does not want you to know, and he, oh, is he mad today? And that is your identity in Christ. Who you are in Christ. When you can see the love of God, the way that God loves you, and when you can see who you are in Christ, the devil's in trouble. These two things are what enable you to fulfill your purpose on this earth. These two things are what destroys the work of the devil. These two things, these simple two things, these two things you need to fight to have this revelation, to maintain this revelation. Because the devil wants to blind you continually of this. But you will have victory today, hallelujah. So number one, you are a child of God. Amen. Above anything else, before you're a child of your physical parents, you are a child of God. He is your true father. Maybe you didn't have good parents on this earth. Now you have the most amazing father. The Bible says, John 1, 11, but to all who did receive him, he be who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The right, you have the right now. It's your right. I am a child of God. This is who I am. 
You were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, the will of God. God wanted you to be his son, his daughter. Now, as a child, you have an inheritance. Romans 8, 17. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Oh, that word of God is powerful. You inherit all that Jesus is. Jesus is full of life, full of peace, full of joy, full of health. All that Jesus is, this abundant life that he is in heaven. The enemy tried to steal from humanity. He did steal from humanity and Jesus came on the cross, resurrected and restored, returned all of these things that the devil stole. So now this is your inheritance. By his stripes, you are healed. Healing is your inheritance. You have all that Jesus has, he has healing. And he says by his stripes, by the shedding, by the scourging that he endured, that is your inheritance now, healing. Protection is your inheritance. The Bible says that he, cannot let you out of his hands. You are protected now, as a child is protected by its parents. That's the role of the parents. You've, you've received that now. Protection is your inheritance. Abundance in every area, no lack. Provision, anything you need, anything you need, that's your inheritance. Jesus is not in lack. The Bible says that God will bless the work of your hands. There was a curse put upon Adam that when he would work and toil, there would be no fruit, the Bible said. Jesus canceled that curse. Now when you go to work, God blesses your hands. You have supernatural provision that comes upon your life. That when, when, when you go to work, it's different than when people of the world, not children of God, go to work. You gotta have this confidence. I'm going to work. I'm sowing seeds. God's hand is upon me. God is blessing the work of my hands. I'm receiving supernatural provision in my life. Supernatural harvest in my life. Peace. Jesus says, I leave with you peace. In other words, I'm giving peace to you not peace of the world that changes the circumstance, that doesn't remain constant, but perfect peace, I leave you. No matter what's going on, you have peace. It's yours, it's your inheritance. But oh, it's so important that you know that all of these things are yours. And it's your inheritance because you can't access them if you don't believe that they're already yours. So when you feel fear, when there's lies going on by the enemy in your mind, fear, 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 you can, you can remind yourself, wait a minute, 
I'm a child of God. I have an inheritance. Jesus has given me perfect peace. It is mine. So no, this can't go on in my mind anymore. I'm not going to let this stay. Perfect peace is my right. The, Jesus says, this is your right as a child of God. This is your inheritance. You are an heir. So when you know this, your life will change. Your life will change. The enemy can't mess with your inheritance. You tell him, no, I'm a child of God. I will receive, I will enjoy all that is mine. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. This is your identity. You are the righteousness of God. Say, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. What's righteousness? The definition of righteousness of God is, of righteousness is purity of heart, the quality or state of being morally correct and justifiable, upright. You are pure. You are pure right now. It doesn't matter what you were thinking before here, what you've done, right now you are pure. Because you are a new creation. This is, since it's so powerful, a par powerful part of your identity. You are a new creation. The Bible says the old is gone, the new has come. You used to be a slave to sin. But now you are no longer a slave to sin. You were co-crucified with Jesus co-risen with him as a new life, a new creation. So your spirit came alive, completely new life. So what happened was before you knew Jesus, you weren't alive. You were a slave to sin. You were, the enemy was able to lead you. Sin had a grip, power over you. But when you became a new creation, now your citizenship is in heaven. Now you are a child of God. Now you are the righteousness of God. You are pure. You are, the real you is pure. Remember the old has gone. So you used to be doing bad things, saying bad things, right? But that person is dead doesn't exist anymore so when Jesus sees you he doesn't see that person at all even if you have given your life to him in just just one minute has passed he doesn't know that person anymore that person doesn't doesn't exist he sees this new life he sees pure righteousness now 
this identity of being pure, the righteousness of God, this remains with you forever as a child of God. It doesn't leave when you start to have bad thoughts. It doesn't leave when you make a mistake. Your purity doesn't go away. You are still pure. And this, this is one of the biggest attacks of the enemy. This is one of the biggest ways the enemy has tried to blind you, blind God's people. To think that you're not pure. You are pure. The real you is pure, pure, pure. Say, I am pure. You are pure. I'm going to explain to you what's going on in the spiritual realm. We're going to get a little bit deep. This is the role of an apostle to teach the meteor things so the enemy can't deceive you. To make sure you have the right doctrine. The right doctrine of Jesus, not the wrong doctrine of Jesus, the religious doctrine of Jesus. Paul says, make sure you are keeping the right doctrine in you. Don't get deceived by other people. Amen? So the real you is a spirit. The real you. Like when Jesus looks at you, he's looking at your spirit. Not this physical body. The spirit, your spirit, is what goes to heaven and lives eternally. Not your body. Your spirit. Your spirit's in you. That's you. Your spirit has a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then your soul lives in the physical body. So your spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. But the real you is your spirit. Not your soul, not your body, your spirit. So the Bible talks about how we are being transformed into the image of Jesus. We are being perfected. It's a process, amen? It says, we, we, 2 Corinthians 3.18, this is the Passion Translation. We can all draw, draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfer, transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Okay, so when you are given new life, when your spirit comes alive, you're seen as pure. You are pure, but your soul has a lot of junk in it, right? Before you're made new, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, it has all these desires of the flesh. It has anger. It has offense. It has pride, impatience. But when Jesus makes you new, now we become on a we go on a journey of Jesus transforming us into his image completely and getting rid of all of that junk in the soul. 
it's a process. We just learned that we are being transformed. It doesn't happen immediately. Now, all that junk that I just described in the soul, that comes from the enemy. The enemy speaks to people in the world, be angry, be selfish, have offense, be impatient, be rude. That, that all is the enemy speaking, do this, this is the right way. This will make you feel better. Fill yourself with this junk. That's all the enemy speaking, speaking, speaking. So we are accustomed to constantly hearing this enticing. But it's in the form of our thoughts. So it feels like it's really us. But even when you're in the world, it, you are being led by somebody. It wasn't naturally you. You were being led. So when Jesus makes you new, now you have his Holy Spirit in you. Now you have his strength and power to help you to notice the lies of the enemy, discern the thoughts in your mind that are actually lies of the enemy and resist them. God gives you the power to resist them, to identify them as lies and to resist them. And turn to Jesus. Jesus, help me. I want to be like you. I want to live like you. And that is how we become transformed. So, a big lie of the enemy is that these thoughts that you have in your mind, when you're a Christian, you're a Christian now. If you're a Christian now, the thoughts that you have in your mind, if they're really you, and therefore you're not impure, you're bad, you have a long way to go. This is a lie of the devil. Remember, remember I said that God sees you as pure as you are. The thoughts are not yourself. That's not you. Even if you think they're you, which then makes you choose to go along with them and indulge in them, take the actions, speak the words, Jesus still sees you as pure. Jesus still doesn't see you as, in, he, he doesn't see you as impure. He doesn't see you as a sinner. You're no longer a sinner. So this is the power of this verse that says, I am no longer a slave to sin. Before you were made new with Jesus, you were a slave to sin. Those thoughts came, which came from the enemy. And you just were a slave to them. You had to follow them. You had no power to resist. But now you are no longer a slave to sin. Now, when they come, you can resist them. You have the power to resist them. God gives you the wisdom to identify by his word of God, by the Bible. Ah, this is the devil trying. This is a lie of the devil in my mind. No, no. The Bible shares with us what we are to do to take every thought captive to Christ. To be aware, to be on guard, to be serious about this. 
Hallelujah. So the enemy tries to trick you into thinking that, man, I had this bad thought. God must be disappointed in me. I've got a long ways to go. Or the enemy will say, or you'll, you'll hear a thought in your mind, you won't make it. You're not good enough. No one will love you. And it feels like truth because it's, it, it feels like your thought. But you need to understand how things work in the spiritual realm. These thoughts are not truth. These thoughts are actually lies of the enemy, that the enemy is trying to trick you into believing, into taking as truth. Because when you take them as truth, then you're actually becoming a slave to sin. Then you're actually going along with what that's saying. Maybe you should end it so you feel like this is truth. So you go along with it. But when you can identify, this is a lie. The devil's trying to lie to me right now. This isn't who I am. Maybe you'll have a jealous, a jealous thought sometimes. Don't feel, don't condemn yourself. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Amen. When you have a thought, maybe you have a lustful thought. Maybe you have an offensive thought, a jealous thought. The enemy wants you to feel shame. The enemy wants you to think, this is me, I'm bad. That is not truth. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are pure. You are the righteousness of God. You are not your thoughts. And the enemy cannot deceive you ever again. You see, we are being on a journey of being transforming more and more into Jesus. So what, what Jesus is like is his spirit. He's all spirit. His spirit is seeing the truth all the time. He's constantly seeing the spiritual truth, right? The spiritual truth. So he's constantly seeing there's nothing to worry about. I'm in control, right? He's constantly seeing, oh, the devil's power is so little compared to mine. And I've, I've given my people victory already. God is never worried. God is never having fear. Jesus is never having fear. The way he looks at you, he sees you rightly, pure, beautiful, so lovable oh he loves you so much he has compassion and understanding upon you he knows that we're in a spiritual war so he'll see how you need freedom in some areas you need deliverance in some areas you need healing and he he, he really sees that he sees i know the root of the problem my my child needs freedom my child needs deliverance and i want to give it to them Jesus is seen rightly. Jesus sees the most important thing is his kingdom work, is to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus is seen rightly. Okay, so everything that I just explained right now, that's what you're in a journey of being transformed into. 
you're you're on a journey of being transformed into your spirit man being so big overtaking your soul your mind your will and emotions so this is how it works this is how it works when you become a christian and when you get this revelation like you're receiving today and you read the word of god you apply the word of god so what happens is at first the soul is very big the spirit man is 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 there is alive but it's quiet it's small and you have to do the spiritual work to fan it into flame and to make it to come bigger become bigger and overpower your soul in your carnal fleshly way fleshly man let me remind you again in all this you are the righteousness of god you are pure you're not a sinner in step one the same you are just as pure then as you are when you are looking just like jesus at the end of the journey so what happens when you begin this journey is there's a lot of lies of the enemy going on a lot there will also be you'll even feel the desires you'll feel the the, the desires to do the things but when you hear the lies you hear the thoughts and when you feel the desires you need to know you have the power to not act on them god's giving you the power before you didn't have the power but now you have the power so you can resist the enemy you can put your eyes on jesus there's many things we can do we read the word of god we worship jesus we come here to revival in the park we set our eyes on the things of god we surround us with people of god who are surrendered who can sharpen us amen so you need to know step one it's the soul is big but god will help you he will help you to push that down and make the spirit man to grow but you need to not feel bad about the desires you have it, it god is not disappointed it's how it works it's just how it works in the spiritual realm the enemy's mad but we will have victory when you know this truth hallelujah so the bible says that when you resist the enemy he will flee from you so this is a spiritual principle okay so when you begin to resist the enemy you have that desire but you remind yourself jesus is not disappointed with me i can run to him right now instead of doing what adam and eve did running away hiding themselves you can come naked before jesus and say i know there's stuff junk going on here but i know you can help me and i know that you see me as pure right now somehow you're amazing jesus help me i run to you and when you do that that's the action of resisting the devil god will give you the power he will give you the power to turn away from that desire that you have or from speaking that word that you want to speak that's not kind so this is a principle when you resist the enemy he will flee from you so now we begin this journey of being transformed more into jesus you will see these desires start to go you don't have the desires anymore 
you will see new desires grow in you. I want to know Jesus more. I want to read the Bible more. I want to worship him more. I want to serve him more. This is your spirit man coming more alive, becoming bigger than your soul. Now we have a more advanced phase. Maybe you're not feeling desires as much, desires of the world, but a random thought may come in. Let's say that you are, you, you want to be faithful to your husband, your wife, and you have no desire of, of lusting or anything, but you just, you, you see someone and you get just a thought of lust comes in. But it's not even, you, you yourself don't want to act on that at all. But the thought came there. This is the devil. It's not you. You're not being lustful. You're not sinning. You're not a sinner. You are pure. You are the righteousness of God. Yes. So no more is the devil going to trick you and deceive you in that area. Don't feel bad when that thought comes. This is how the devil works. He plants thoughts, trying to get you to think it's me. So you'll be like Adam and Eve and turn away from God. That's the devil's scheme. So now you can be free. Those thoughts come. Why did that thought come? I don't even desire to do these things anymore. You don't let it bother you. You, you go in the spiritual realm. Ah. I see what's going on here. The enemy's trying to deceive me right now. I'm not going to let him. Nope. I resist. You can speak it out loud. I resist that lie of the enemy. I don't believe that is truth. I don't receive that as truth. Speak out loud. I am pure. Yes. I desire God's will. Hallelujah. I desire to, to be pure in every area. I am pure. Start praising Jesus. Start thanking Jesus. Don't allow those lies to become your truth, to make you feel bad. Never again. So as you do this, the enemy sees. Resist the enemy and he will flee from you. So he will literally, I've seen this happen in my life. I've seen what, what I'm sharing is my life. I've seen what I'm sharing is my life. As I became, my eyes opened up to these spiritual truths, the desires of the flesh faded away as I resisted them running to Jesus, unashamed, letting him see me naked, not giving in to the voice of shame of the devil. The desires faded away and the desires to do the things of God grew so much. And then I noticed that as I became stronger in the spirit than ever and God called me to minister, I would get random thoughts in my mind that had nothing to do with my, with, with my, I didn't desire to do things with the flesh at all, but a random thought would come when it never came before. And God showed me, this is the enemy being sneaky. The Bible says in Genesis that the, the, the devil is more crafty and subtle and tricky than any creation, it says. So God revealed to me the enemy's trying to be tricky. Like coming to you in your dreams. You, you doing bad things in your dreams that you have no desire to do. 
That's a scheme of the enemy to make you think that that's really you in your dream. And that you desire to do that. It's all a scheme of the devil. He's a liar. We expose him. I expose this liar today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can wake up in the morning and you can say, this is what you need to do. I resist that. I, I reject that dream in Jesus' name. And you move on with your day. You don't have any shame. And you say, that dream cannot come back. That dream cannot come back. That's all you do. And the devil sees he's lost. And he must flee. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 10, 4, it says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. We take it captive. And the Bible says, and we make it obedient to Christ. Yes. This thought, no. You must bow in obedience to Jesus. So the Bible reveals to us that the enemy comes in our thoughts and we have the power to resist them. Jesus, Jesus has given us this power and authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lastly, God has called you to walk in authority and to be a powerful vessel of him. Hallelujah. Another lie of the enemy I'm exposing today is that you're not good enough to be used powerfully by God. That is a lie of the devil I expose today. The thoughts that you have, the things that you've done, the things that you're still doing, you can't be used by God. That is a lie I expose today. We look at Saul who was killing all these Christians. Jesus blinds him, restores him, redeems him, and calls him to be the most powerful vessel of God we see in the New Testament. It doesn't matter what you've done. It does not matter your past. It doesn't matter a sin that you've continued in as a Christian. It doesn't matter. God wants to use you powerfully. That is the truth for his glory. And he will use you powerfully when you receive this truth today. This is why the devil does not want you to hear this word today. Because when you know who you are, God can now use you powerfully. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Miracles will happen through you. Thank you, Jesus. I was called to be an apostle four years ago, and it was prophesied to me, and I hated public speaking. It was my biggest fear. I had no desire to be a minister at all. I wanted to be a singer. And it was prophesied, you're called to be this apostle, this minister. And I was like, 
What? This prophetic ministry blessed me so much because it really spoke God's identity for me and destroyed the lies. And I'm so passionate now to now reveal to you the lies in your mind that you won't believe anymore. Because when I was called to be an apostle, I was like, what? But I don't even hear God that well, I didn't think. What? But I'm not as good of a Christian as a lot of people, as most people. To be a minister? I don't think I'm on, like, on fire for God. I don't really know how to pray very well. <laughs> you know, I had, in terms of my identity, the lies in my mind, I was believing. This is how the enemy works. And then God spoke to me, no, I'm called you to, to, to be an apostle and to walk in miracles. I was like, what? Me? If God can use me, he can use you. If God wants to use me, he can use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you mightily. And with this truth today, you've been set free. And he will use you mightily. As we see in the Bible, God only uses weak people. He confounds the wisdom of the wise as he uses people who are weak. So every single one of you are qualified by God to be used mightily by him. Truly for miracles to flow through your hands and through your words. People to be saved because of you. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for revealing this truth to us, to your people today, God. I thank you that they will not be blinded anymore. I declare that there is victory today over every single person. The lies that you are believing, you will believe no more. The lies you are believing have no power over you anymore in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to God right now. There's something I want to share with you. And that is some some desires that you feel like you've been trying to you've been trying so hard to stop doing this certain thing, to drink or do the drug or have sex or pornography, etc. You, you honestly don't want to do it, but you've been trying so hard to stop and you can't. There are strongholds in the spiritual realm that need the touch of God, that need the anointing to break the yoke. And the enemy has been lying to you for too long saying, you're just not good enough and that's why you can't stop this or you're doing something wrong or you're not trying hard enough or you're not close enough to God. He's been lying and I expose all of those as lies. The truth is is that you are pure. No matter the addiction you're in, you are pure. And Jesus just wants to set you free. You just need the touch of the power of God, the anointing to break the yoke as the Bible says. So I declare every single person here with a yoke in their life of addiction, 
I declare it to be broken now in Jesus' name. Every spirit of addiction, go now. Every addiction of pornography, go. Of sex, go. Of alcohol, go. Of drugs, go. In Jesus' name. Of social media, go. In Jesus' name. Be free now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You are free. I declare you are free. I declare that those desires will no longer be there because of the grace of Jesus, because of the power of God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I declare every spirit of depression and anxiety to get out of every person here now in Jesus' name. Be free now. Every lying spirit of shame, go now in Jesus' name. Be free. Every spirit of infirmity, go. I declare healing to everybody right now. Anyone who has pain, anyone who has sickness, be healed now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I declare this anointing to come upon you and strengthen you and empower you more than ever to be transformed into Jesus. To be transformed into Jesus. This is what God is transforming you into. That you will see how Jesus sees. That you will see people how Jesus sees. That you will see the spiritual reality naturally. Receive this grace, this power, this strength now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I declare God's peace and joy to come over you now. I declare you are free and you will never live in condemnation again. You will never believe the lies of the devil again. I declare wisdom in you that every time that the lie comes, you'll have wisdom to see in the spiritual realm, oh, I know what's going on here. This isn't truth, this isn't me, this is the devil trying and, and Jesus has the victory, I have the victory, he has no power. I declare that wisdom and strength to you now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Father. Praise God, praise God for what he is doing. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles you are doing. You are free, you are free. You are free. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.